I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. To the Lombardi Line, I'm Brady Cannon, live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, Josh Applebaum, is alongside via Boston, Massachusetts on this Friday, July the 9th, as we head into a big fight weekend here in V-Sin City, Mr. Applebaum. Good morning to you. The Phoenix Suns, they do it again on Thursday night, 118-108, to your final over the Milwaukee Bucks in game two. They win and cover. The game goes over the total. And now this series is headed back to Milwaukee with Phoenix owning a two-game-to-none lead, my friend. Brady, it's great to be with you. Happy Friday here, my man. Yeah, a couple things to take away from last night. So, number one, let's just tip our cap to the Phoenix Suns. This looks like a team of destiny continues to uh, not only win, but cover as well. So, some crazy things about the Suns. They're now 14-4 and straight up in the postseason. But it's really been the way they've been covering these numbers that's been so impressive. The Suns are now 13-5 and against the spread this playoffs. That's a 72% cover rate. Also, particularly as a favorite covering these numbers, when they're expected, when they're laying points uh, here, Brady, they're covering these numbers. They're 10 and three ATS now as a favorite. Now, a couple things, you know, the line move obviously to the Bucks was wrong here. You had a lot of sharps who really uh, saw this as a good spot here to back Giannis and the Bucks with the points. This is also kind of a an example of closing line value, how you always want to beat the closing line, but uh, that's a sign that you're reading the market, but not always a guarantee of a winner here because Brady, we were talking about yesterday, you know, these books open minus five and a half, 
Suns. They were the popular play. They cashed bigly here uh, for for the public, but they were minus five and a half. Yet they got down to uh, when we were on the show. I think it was five. After the show, it got down to four and a half, and I even saw some books close at four. So even though you had this move here toward Milwaukee, it did not come through. The Suns uh, kind of were sharper than the sharps there last night, Brady. And I know you and I both. We're leaning under there, uh, and I, I got a little worrisome because, you know, we saw that late movement up a little bit. You know, if I'm betting a total and I'm going under, I want to beat the closing line, get it under 221 or 220 and a half and see it fall. That thing ticked up. It got down to, I think, 219 and a half and went up late. So that was a little bit worrisome there. Uh, but a couple of good things, if you had jumped on the Suns, uh, I, I think you and I both may have a ticket here on the Suns series price here, Brady. Open minus 190. Now you're up to minus 500, so you're feeling good about that. Uh, and then also some of these prop bets we talked about, Brady. You know, you may lose a, a play on the Bucks there, but a couple of these plays with P.J. Tucker going over the points with Cam Johnson over points, rebounds, assists. Uh, some decent props we highlighted yesterday. But again, Brady, the, the, the Suns are sharper than the Sharps they were last night. Yeah, Chris Middleton over on assists and Giannis over on rebounds. We did not get there with DeAndre Ayton and his rebounds. And Devin Booker got me, too. Uh, that total combined points, rebounds, and assists, I thought that number 37 and a half was high, but, boy, he had quite a night. Now, you talk about that adjusted series price. Phoenix now minus 500. Milwaukee at plus 375 to win the NBA championship. And, Josh, uh, you and I, do, we do both have tickets on Phoenix to win the title. And uh, would you go back to the well, or are you just going to sit with that hand you already have in pocket? I'm just going to sit on this one here, Brady. I, you know, as betters, we always want more action. But I think if you put yourself in a good position, uh, I would just wait it out. I mean, if you're you're feeling really good holding that minus 190, now it's up to minus 500. The implied probability at minus 190 was 65%. Now it's up to 83%. So uh, to me, this isn't a case of, you know, getting greedy and wanting to double down and, and lay a bigger number here. Uh, I would look to maybe if you want to do that, maybe these exact series outcomes would be a better way to do it. They're all plus money. You can maybe target Phoenix, uh, as we can see on the screen here winning four to one is the favorite now plus 190 uh, but Brady I always feel like if you if you did your job and you made a great call or you know again anything could happen you know Bucks could storm back and win the series but if you beat the closing line to that degree I just sit on that number you're feeling good let's just hope for two more wins from Phoenix yeah don't press your luck I agree with you I'm going to sit on my ticket as well uh, let's look at game three which will go down on Sunday in Milwaukee the Bucks are favored in this game by four points and it's interesting you point out that exact result mark Market. The Suns in five is the favorite at plus 190. Milwaukee favored to get this one and get back into the series and make it two to one. They're favored by four with a total of 222. Josh, what's your initial thought here on this one? Yeah, so my initial thought would be in terms of the game line, some books actually open minus three and a half with Milwaukee. Maybe that was an outlier, but a couple market setters that I noticed were at three and a half immediately got up to four. So this wasn't a situation of an immediate adjustment toward Phoenix. Now, I think the way this may shape up is I would imagine the public will be all over the Phoenix Suns here. They look fantastic. They look like a team of destiny. They look unbeatable and can't be stopped. So you're going to give me four points here. I think that's going to be a popular play. We'll see how that develops. But this could be sneaky sharp to the Bucks. We do know teams down 0-2 coming home. Really good first quarter play, minus two in the first quarter for, for uh, Milwaukee. 
This is the Lombardi line here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Welcome in to those of you who are just now joining us, Brady Cannon and Josh Applebaum with you talking a little NBA finals. But we're going to switch it up and talk a little college football. Yeah, only 49 days away, Josh, from that opening game of the 2021 season on August 28th. And it was here right at the South Point where our friend Chris Andrews on Thursday released the opening lines for that opening slate of games. And to talk about it, we want to bring in our guest. It's Pete Futak of College Football News. You can find his work at collegefootballnews.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Pete Futak. Pete, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, let's get right into it with some of these marquee games that are happening on that opening week. And I'll start with that Saturday, August 28th. You've got the Nebraska Cornhuskers in Illinois to take on the Fighting Illini. And Scott Frost, he enters his fourth season as the head coach of the Cornhuskers, and he'll take on Brett Bielema, who takes over at Illinois. Nebraska currently an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, Pete, on the road in Champaign. What was your first reaction to this one? Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, my first reaction is that's a lot of points for an okay team. And <laughs> that, where, are the play, where are the playmakers? Uh, Nebraska doesn't have the guys. I mean, every if you look across the college football landscape, this is the weirdest year ever you know, compared to, well, second weirdest after last year because everyone's coming back. This super senior thing is a thing. And team after team after team has like 20 starters returning. And if they don't, they have guys from the transfer portal who are coming in who are going to be instant factors. Nebraska didn't really have any of that. And it's Illinois. It's the start of the Brett Bielema era, and it's game one. And as I kind of my, – my belief system when it comes to the week one in college football, you don't have a preseason. You're kind of guessing off of last year. You're kind of guessing on how these teams – are going to react. It's a, you know, it's it's the fallacy to always think, okay, well, last year's team is going to be representative of this year's team, and it's always changing. It's always different. Kind of go with what you what you know and what you think. And to me, long-winded way of saying, you're giving me eight and a half points against this Nebraska team on the road in week one. I'll take my shot at Illinois at least covering that. Pete, it's great to talk to you, and it's unbelievable that college football is so close here, only 49 days, and the excitement of all these lines coming out. It's just great to see if you're a sports better. But I want to ask you about Alabama and Miami, Florida. Number one, what's your take on uh, this new quarterback at Alabama, Bryce Young, early scouting report, taking over for Mac Jones? But also, I noticed Alabama at Miami, Florida. Uh, this line looked like it moved already a little bit here toward Miami, Florida. Some of these books were minus 19, minus 18 and a half here for Alabama on the road. Now they're down to 18, 17 and a half, something like that. Um, so what's your take on the new quarterback at Alabama and this early line move looks like it's a little bit here uh, toward the Hurricanes. Here's a shocker. He's pretty good. Alabama's got guys. <laughs> I mean, you have a couple of outliers. The whole uh, the 20 starters back thing, that's not the case at Ohio State. And you look at their schedule, they have to replace everybody. And their schedule's a cakewalk, so they're probably going to rock. Uh, and Alabama's in the same boat, you know, for the other national championship team last year. You don't get better by losing a Heisman Trophy winning receiver and a receiver who's better than your Heisman Trophy receiver and the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots probably and the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that defense is going to be a terror. The linebacking core is as good as the Alabama receiving core has been over the last two years. 
that's how good this linebacker, this group of linebackers is going to be. Even after losing Patrick Sertain, the, the secondary is amazing. It's not going to be the high-flying fun show on offense that it was last year, but it's still going to be good. And I'm not a 1,000% sure that Derek King is going to be 100% uh, for Miami coming back. Uh, long-winded way of saying you never bet against Alabama in the, in the point spread. So, again, in week one, don't mess with it. Just just Alabama, and if it doesn't work, it's not your fault. Yeah, certainly don't bet against Alabama in the first half. We remember that run that they got on a couple of seasons and ago. They have, by the way, they have a ridiculous run of, I don't have the stat on me, but they have a ridiculous, if you look at their openers, and they play restaurant-quality teams usually in week one, and it's usually like a 42-10 to 10 final. They, they come out and drill everybody in week one. Now, to clarify on that line movement, too, Josh, they opened up games of the year. Chris Andrews here at the South Point opened up games of the year, and Miami uh, against Alabama was one of them. This will take place in Atlanta, by the way, uh, a place no stranger to the Alabama Crimson Tide. And Chris An- uh, Andrews opened it up at minus 13, and it was bet all the way up to 17 and a half, and you're talking about 18 or 19, Josh. So it looks like now there started to be some buyback on the Hurricanes, but the initial move was pretty big towards Alabama. Pete, let's take a look at the game going on on Thursday, September 2nd, and that is Boise State at Central Florida. Two new coaches here. You've got Andy Avalos now running the Broncos, and he'll visit Gus Malzahn, now in charge of the Knights in Orlando, and Central Florida currently listed as a four-and-a-half-point favorite here. What do you think about this one? Love it. I love Gus Malzahn at UCF. That is a great fit. Uh, he was better than people thought he was at Auburn, and he's taking over a team. Look, I, I, it, it's always the wrong move to assume that, okay, just because one thing happened at one place, it's going to happen again. But he obviously rocked and rolled right out of the gate at Auburn, almost won a national title. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But this is a loaded UCF team. And last year's team had to do a rebuild and they lost a lot of guys to the transfer portal last year, and they lost a lot of guys who opted out. And a lot of those parts are back. So this offense is going to be a killer. Boise State on the road. I like UCF in this, and I like UCF to uh, be, as much as everyone loves Cincinnati, I think we're kind of sleeping on uh, UCF and the American Athletic. That team's every bit as good. Pete, we always think about Indiana as a basketball school, but they had a really good year in college football last year. It went six and two. They're uh, kind of one of those surprising teams that did well in the weird pandemic year. Uh, and I'm looking at this this opener here, Indiana at Iowa, uh, and obviously we're, we're seeing a little bit of movement here toward the, the Hoosiers in the points. A lot of these books open Iowa at home, minus six, minus five and a half, something like that. They're down to five, four and a half. What's your take on Indiana? You know, uh, will Penix Jr. be ready to go after that torn ACL? They still have Fry Fogel, a uh, really good w- wide receiver here. Just your early take on uh, on Indiana and Iowa here. Yeah, you, how do you know the Big Ten sucked last year? Northwestern and Indiana were awesome. Uh, that's about to change. Uh, look, Indiana's good. It's a good team. It's going to have a whole lot of talent. Now, Penix Jr., okay, even if he can't play, they do have options at quarterback that it's going to be all right. Iowa's very, very good. They're not a sexy team. They they got to prove that they can have the downfield passing game with Spencer Petras at, at, uh, at quarterback, and they got to find uh, receiving core. But shocker of shockers, it's Iowa. They have a running game. Their lines are fantastic. The defensive front's going to be very good. If you can be patient and wait this out and really 
you know, I like Iowa minus six. So if you're, if you're getting weighted and get it to four, four and a half and four-ish, go. I mean, that's, you know, again, week one, don't be, don't be cute. You know, don't try to make something happen that's not there. Uh, Iowa's just going to have the lines. They're going to be better. I think Iowa pulls this off. Maybe the marquee game of the entire week or Labor Day weekend, if you will, Pete, is Georgia taking on Clemson in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it's huge because obviously one team's going to walk away from this game with a loss, and both of these clubs have national championship aspirations. What do you think about this one? The Tigers laying four points against the Bulldogs, Pete, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and this one goes down on Saturday, September 4th. Much, much, much bigger for Georgia. Because if you look at the Clemson schedule, no Notre Dame. I don't – forgive me for not knowing this off the top of my head. I'm almost positive they don't play North Carolina. Uh, you look at the uh, Clemson schedule ahead, and they're double-digit favorites the rest of the way out. So they can lose this game and be just fine. Georgia – can't. I mean, unless the college football playoff committee, you know, looks at a potential 10 and 2 maybe Georgia team and says, yeah, that really is one of the four best teams. And look, we're not going to fault them for losing a, a good game to Clemson. Uh, they need this more than uh, Clemson does. The Clemson defense is going to be an absolute terror. And that was kind of the thing lost last year like in the loss to Notre Dame early on, and even in the, uh, the college football playoff to a certain extent, that D wasn't quite there yet. And it's going to be phenomenal. I think Clemson's the better team. Now, forget about everything I said before about not getting cute and in week one go with what you know because I love D.J. He's going to be the first overall pick two years from now. Uh, They just replaced talent with talent. But this is really more of a toss-up. Georgia's got the defense. Georgia's got the NFL quarterback in J.T. Daniels. Georgia's got the guys, too. So in a week one, when, okay, go with what you know, well, in this case, you don't know. I mean, both these teams, like you said, are national championship good. You know, Georgia's been recruiting as well as Alabama, Ohio State, as well as better than everybody. They've got the guys. And if you're giving me points in a week one that's such a toss-up, you go with it. Pete, I want to turn our attention here a little bit here to the Heisman because it's really, really early. Again, there are guys that come out of nowhere that end up winning the Heisman, but uh, we have an odds-on favorite right now, Spencer Rattler, quarterback at uh, Oklahoma here. We've seen Oklahoma churn out quite a few Heismans, you know, Baker Mayfield, uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, What's your take on Rattler? Right now he's around plus 140 um, to be the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, defensive player from Oregon. He's runner-up plus 275. Then you have Sam Howell, quarterback at UNC, plus 450. So do you think Rattler is deserved as of now? A lot to, you know, we got to figure out a lot here, but uh, do you think he has value at all as an early play as the number one overall pick, or are you looking somewhere else as, at a different player? I don't like him as the number one overall pick, and no, is my top out as always, take the field. Devontae Smith, who would a wide receiver winning the Heisman? No. Joe Burrow? No. You know, it, it, you never know with these guys. And there's always going to be someone who's going to put up a statistically monster season. Look, I like Kyle Trask and Najee Harris statistically deserved it as much as uh, uh, at least the Heisman, at least in the regular season, as much as uh, Devontae Smith did. So you never know who's going to be that guy who rises up out of nowhere and blows up. Now, Rattler to be a finalist, absolutely, because Oklahoma is going to go 11-1 and or 12-0, and 
and he's going to put up massive numbers with this team. Uh, but like you said, we don't know what Bryce Young's going to be quite yet. We don't know what Emory Jones of Florida is going to be quite yet. We don't know, you know, how the Ohio State quarterback situation is going to work out. So if you can avoid the, the Heisman world as an early bet, do it. Because, again, give me the field. If Uyunglele goes off against Georgia, he's it. You know, if, if on the flip side, if JT Daniels goes off and Georgia wins, he's the front runner. So it's I just kind of stay away. And if you have an idea, if you have one guy that you think, yeah, I'm going to take a crazy plus 500-ish flyer, you're not crazy. It might actually work. <laughs> Great to talk with you, Pete. You've got the college football juices flowing in me here. And uh, I know we'll talk with you a lot throughout the season. So enjoy your weekend. And uh, college football not far away. We'll talk to you then down the road, Pete. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. You have a good one. All right. That is Pete Futak of College Football News. Follow him on Twitter at Pete Futak. And uh, I don't know, Josh, I, I, I wasn't, you know, after that segment, I'm all of a sudden more excited about college football. He's got some good takes for sure. And, and I know you're already seeing some line movement there. We talk about that money that came in on Alabama. Now it's coming a little bit back on Miami. There's a couple other games here I want to talk about to see if you saw any line movement. I know one here at the South Point. And I talk about there's a little bit uh, of a misunderstanding. Some of these games were put up as games of the year by Chris Andrews and then also released because they are taking place in week one. One of those was LSU at UCLA down in the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And they opened up LSU as two-point favorites. Now here with the week, run, uh, week one release, they are up to four-point favorites. So some initial money there coming in on LSU. And really a team that had quite a down year last year. I think this one stinks a little bit. I would, uh, I would look out for UCLA as the home dog. I mean, they only played seven games in the Pac-12 schedule that year, or last year rather, but they were competitive in a lot of those games. And I don't know if this, if this line gets a little higher, I might look at the Bruins. Yeah, I think it's a great point here, Brady. And again, you know, one thing I'm looking at going into this year, the excitement of uh, kind of getting back to normal a little bit. Remember last year was just crazy. I remember we were doing Lombardi lines where uh, you would have, you know, 20 guys out with COVID. The line would go, you know, move 10 points. Like there's so much craziness, so much uncertainty, teams canceling, postponing their games. So I, I just think this as a better, it was really difficult last year. So hopefully this benefits better is just a little more stability, continuity, knowing what to expect. Uh, but you're totally right, Brady, looking at LSU, UCLA, you know, LSU, I think they were three and five to start the year. They were not playing very well. They finished kind of strong. They beat number six, Florida. Uh, they beat Ole Miss late to go uh, five and five there to end the year. But I'm right there with you. You know, this line moved to LSU pretty big. I'm looking at some openers that were, as you mentioned, two and a half, three and a half and up to four or four, pretty much four and a half now across the board. Uh, so I think you're probably going to get just a lot of recreational money saying LSU powerhouse burrow that lot of NFL stars still remember them as, you know, kind of a, a top five uh, sort of team. Let's see how it develops. If you see uh, what I like to see a lot is over the summer inflated line opportunities, where if you get such overwhelming love for LSU, it could create an opportunity to maybe you get around a key number. Does this get to you know, I don't know if it gets to six. That would be a huge move, Brady. But if you get closer to a six, a seven, you can buy low on, on UCLA at home. That could create 
kind of a buy low gross hazmat play on UCLA as long as this thing keeps moving, moving, moving. Well, you never know. We've got a lot of time for it to move, so maybe it will. And uh, you you mentioned this, uh, LSU people just seeing that name, LSU. And it's also the SEC versus the Pac-12. There's some <laughs> initial, uh, initial perception there as well that might influence better. So we will see. Uh, one game that we didn't get to ask Pete about that I'll ask you about, Josh, is Notre Dame at Florida State. And I think it's interesting because Florida State has not been what we expected for them to be for a long time. Notre Dame in Tallahassee laying nearly double digits here, Josh. And I'll ask you about this one when we come out of the break on the other side. But the Fighting Irish currently listed here at the South Point as nine and a half point favorites. We'll get your thought on the other side. See if you've seen any initial movement on that one. Also want to talk a little home run derby with you, Josh. The baseball all-star break is coming up here real quick. We'll be back on the other side at Decent, the Sports Betting Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Basketball and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. 
BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. Brady Cannon and Josh Applebaum with you. A little college football talk as the opening lines for week one were released yesterday by Chris Andrews here at the South Point. And this is a pretty intriguing game to wrap up your Labor Day weekend, Josh. This will be on Sunday, September the 5th. Notre Dame at Florida State, and Florida State really hasn't been the Florida State that we're used to ever since Jimbo Fisher left. Now it's Mike Norvell at the helm. He'll enter his second straight season for the Seminoles and a rude awakening to 2021 for Florida State as Notre Dame comes a call on a top 10 team in the country. Notre Dame laying nine and a half points on the road at Tallahassee, Josh, and it looks like the Fighting Irish have seen the initial money. Yeah, well, Brady, you know, a couple of things are interesting to me. You know, some books that I've seen, and again, I think you're going to get a lot of Notre Dame love regardless. The other thing when you're betting college football, especially, you know, same thing with college basketball is rankings. Rankings are something as a contrarian better that I always look at. I always love it when you can get an unranked team versus a ranked team because the public will just really, really be biased toward any of those numbers, one through 25 that you see, you know, to the left of a team name, and they'll just kind of go with the higher ranked team. So that can create sometimes some some buy low value here to go the other way. Uh, and it makes sense, you know, Notre Dame powerhouse here. They're going to have to replace Ian Book. Uh, but some books, Brady, I saw actually moved a little bit toward Florida State. I saw some openers that were minus 11, minus 10 and a half. It's now Florida State, nine and a half, 10. So obviously key numbers are so critical. It looks like maybe Florida State, when you were getting, you know, a quasi key number of 10 plus the hook, plus 10 and a half, maybe that was enticing a little bit. Of course, we always talk about so far out. A lot of these bets, they're really not coming from recreational bettors. They're not going to bet something that's, you know, still 49 days away, you know, a month and a half away, almost two months away. So to me, that was maybe a system play for some, for some wise guys who said, hey, our numbers have this more around a, a nine and a half, 10 point game. If you're giving me the hook with Florida State at home, uh, maybe that was worth a look. But yeah, it's moving a little bit toward Florida State down nine and a half, 10 ish around there, uh, depending on what book you're looking at. All right, let's shift over to Major League Baseball. The All-Star break is right around the corner, and it'll get kicked off with the Home Run Derby. This will take place on this coming Monday, July the 12th, and it ought to be an exciting must-watch TV for sure because our man Shohei Otani is uh, at the top of the board here as the favorite to win the Home Run Derby. Uh, He is at plus 325, uh, again, as the favorite at BetMGM to win the Home Run Derby. Joey Gallo is the second choice at plus 450. Pete Alonzo is your defending champion. He's at 5-1. to one. Matt Olson, plus 650. Trevor's story, I think, is a little bit interesting, Josh. He's at 7-1. to one. And, of course, the All-Star game will be at Coors Field in Colorado. So a home game for Mr. Story. Anybody there in the home run derby market uh, that catches your eye? Yeah, a couple jump out to me here, Brady. You know, number one, Otani is obviously, uh, I think, going to get a ton of action here. Deservedly so. He leads the league in home runs, 32. We're witnessing something. And even Joe Madden said the other day, like, uh, enjoy what you're seeing now. It only comes around once in 100 years, you know, referring to Babe Ruth here. Kind of the modern-day Babe Ruth with with Showtime, Shohei Otani. But I'm looking at some of these splits we got from BetMGM uh, here, Brady, and I think the books are really going to be betting against Otani. Uh, he's getting around 32% of the tickets. He's getting almost 40% of the handle. So a lot of money, uh, both tickets and money coming in on Otani here, plus 325. 
Uh, again, he's coming in with the highest home run count. Uh, I can't blame you if you want to sweat Otani on this one. But a couple guys that you mentioned that caught my eye, number one was Pete Alonzo, plus 500. Remember, he was that defending champ, didn't have the home run derby last year because of the shortened pandemic year. But he won in 2019. And also, you know, he only has 15 home runs this year. So I think if a lot of recreational betters are going to bet this, they're just going to take the guys with the most home runs going into it. But Alonzo, with that experience of knowing what it's like, I – you know, I remember 1999 here, home run derby uh, in, in Fenway Park when I was a kid here. It was such a great event to see. But if you know kind of what you're getting into, and, and a lot of people say it's it's very taxing, Alonzo's been through that. Plus 500, kind of intriguing to me as a buy low spot. And also your guy's story here, Brady. I think you make a a good point that story. Obviously, the game is in Coors Field, the altitude. He know what knows what it's like. You're, you know that anytime you have a, a home player in a home run derby in front of their home crowd, they're going to be the one that you're going to want to root for, and it's going to get a lot of buzz. So maybe Story could be a guy to keep an eye out for plus 700 in front of his home fans. Yeah, and if I recall, we've seen players in their home park before, and they get the fans behind them and everything, and uh, a lot of times boost those guys to have success in this contest. I'm with you, though. Otani, no pun intended, I wouldn't be surprised if he put on a show. Uh, going to be fun to watch no matter what. We'll come back on the other side. Wes Reynolds is coming up at the bottom of the hour with his plays of the day. headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you in-depth analysis of the McGregor Poirier main event plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts including Lou Finicaro, Reed Kuhn and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for the free VEASAN newsletter to receive our digital guide and tune in Saturday at noon Eastern 9 a.m. Pacific for First Strike, our live preview show with updates from all of our fight experts. Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264 and sign up now for the free UFC 264 betting guide. It's all at vcin.com slash free. Well, we're going to try and make it make sense. And Mr. Applebaum, we uh, made for a shutout in this column on uh, Thursday. I went 0 for 3. I actually went 0 for 4 with my bets uh, on Thursday. And, you know, Mama said there would be days like these. But uh, we're going to get right back after it here. And I'm going to go back to the diamonds. And uh, I am, again, against the line move here. I imagine you're going to want to go to the other side here. But the Atlanta Braves versus the Miami Marlins. And I got the Atlanta Braves at minus 1. 30. They are now lower than that, a slight favorite in Miami. But for the past couple of seasons, I have really liked and had success betting on Charlie Morton. So I'm going to go with the Braves here against the Marlins. Now, I know you're going to tell me about the line move that's gone the other way. Brady, you're right. And I would just say uh, it's been a ball of the week, specifically in baseball. And baseball is the number one grinder sport. Such a long season. There's so many ups and downs. you got to have thick skin to bet baseball because there are these ups and downs, ebbs and flows, more so than any other sport, especially Brady when we're getting close to the all-star break. So don't be too down on yourself. This happens. You know, we all go through these days. I've obviously been through it uh, right there with you. But, um, you know, I am going to go Marlins here. I like your thought process. Charlie Morton has been a good pitcher to bet on. Braves do have a better record here. 
But my play would be two things. Number one, the line move, as you mentioned, you know, we are seeing uh, the Braves kind of a popular play, a uh, little more than half the tickets, yet the Marlins, uh, a lot of these shops open around plus 125. They're down to uh, around plus 107-ish. So you saw the Braves open around minus 130, minus 140 even, yet this line is falling. Uh, Miami would match to me a couple things here. Uh, Brady, number one divisional dog in these divisional matchups that built-in familiarity tends to benefit the dog as it levels the playing field a bit. Uh, and then also just recent performance. You know, I kind of like that the the fact that the Marlins are feeling good about themselves. You know, they, they took three or four at home against the Dodgers, a really good team here. You saw Atlanta uh, lose two or three to the Pirates. So uh, at least one of us will win this one, Brady. I'm going to go Marlins. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you loud and clear. And I can understand the move towards the Marlins, but I'm going to stick with my man, uh, my favorite Martian, Charlie Morton. Uh, the San Diego Padres are taking on the Colorado Rockies, and this one's at Petco Park. And I wanted to bet on Blake Snell here, but it looks like he's been scratched. Kyle Freeland will go for the Colorado Rockies. And the, the theory behind Blake Snell was he's really been so poor on the road, but he's undefeated at home. His team is 8-0 when he starts at Petco Park. He actually just won on the road for the first time all season. His team won in a game that he started on the road in his last start, but it looks like we may have a pitching change there uh, in San Diego, and that's understandable maybe with all that bullpen work they had on Thursday night. How about that game, Josh? We had 20, uh, 20 runs scored on Wednesday between the Nationals and the Padres and then uh, the Padres come back and beat Max Scherzer in Washington in a wild one on Thursday. Yeah. So first off, depending on what side you're on, either probably one of the worst bad beats or the greatest backdoor covers ever <laughs> yesterday, because uh, we saw that nine to eight game, that late game of the night, you know, uh, it was funny. I like San Diego there and I wrote that thing off early. I mean, they were down what eight to one, eight, not something crazy like that early. You had a grand slam from a pitcher uh, with San Diego winning that one nine to eight. So a backbreaker there. If you're on Washington at, at a plus one forty or so, but a great come from behind when that's the thing with baseball, Brady, you just got to stick with it. Crazy things happen. You can never give up on a play too early. Uh, you can never get too confident when you're up. But this one, to me, a couple of things to keep an eye out for. Uh, I got to find confirmation on the starting pitcher here. I'm with you. Uh, I, it was supposed to be Snell. It looks like there could be a change here. Obviously, a huge number for San Diego. If you like San Diego, though, I think a couple of things. Uh, number one, fade Rockies on the road. We talk about this, joke about this quite a bit. But they're now 7-33 and 33 on the road. Just uh, It's absurd the way that they are so good, more than you would expect at home, and so terrible here on the road. So it's a big number to lay. I want to get confirmation on the starting pitcher. But, uh, but Padres minus 230 or even a minus one and a half, if you want to uh, kind of follow that fade Rockies on the road system, that would be a match today. You know, Josh, you talk about baseball is a long nine inning game and, you know, you never know. Well, I, I knew very quickly I was I was one of my losses on Thursday. I was on the under in that Scherzer versus you Darvish matchup. And I think it was eight to nothing before before the game even got started. So my, my under was a loser right away. Um, I'm going to go to your neck of the woods, Josh, the Boston Red Sox and Garrett Richards at Fenway Park this evening, and they will be hosting uh, Vincent Velasquez and the Philadelphia Phillies. And Velasquez has been good to me in his last two outings. I've had winners with him, and I'm going to try and make it three in a row. I'm going against your Bo Sox here. I was able to get Philadelphia at plus 120, and it looks like they have seen a little trickle of money. They have, Brady. And yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan, but I tell you what, I'm with you on this one 100% here, Brady. I'm right there with you because, uh, remember, uh, Philly just took, what, three or four against the Cubs? They've kind of been 
playing better, getting healthier. D.D. Gregorius is back in the lineup. I think that's a big boost for their lineup, just really lengthens uh, their one through nine. But uh, I'm with you. Good line move here to the Phillies. The Red Sox lost two or three against the Angels. I think this could be a spot where maybe Philly catches the Red Sox first game back at home. You know, after a long road trip, you're back in your bed, but you got a lot of got to get people tickets, all the distractions there. That's an X factor. But the line is going to the Phillies. A lot of these books open. Red Sox are on minus 135. It's now down to minus 125. This would be an interleague line move with the Phillies. Also a road dog, very high total, which I love. High totals uh, can typically lead to more runs scored, more variance, more upset opportunities. But Brady, I don't want to rain on your parade. Uh, no pun intended or pun intended, but it is pouring in Boston right now. Uh, it's like dark, dreary. It's raining like crazy. I, I got to find Noah's Ark around here. This game might get rained out, but if not, I'm with you on the Phillies. It's going to pass through. We'll be fine. I, I believe it's 410 Pacific, 710 Eastern this evening uh, for the start between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Boston Red Sox. You talked about the total and the knock against Velasquez has been that he, he is susceptible to giving up the walk. And like I said, his last two outings, he's been really sharp uh, but maybe that's contributing to the total here and and I'm seeing here in Las Vegas Josh it opened up at 10 and a half and now up to 11 so expecting a lot of runs in this one at Fenway I'm with you a lot of over money here Brady 10 and a half really when that was set out there a lot of sharps pounced on the 10 and a half brought it up to 11 that why is that so important because if it lands on 11 6 5 game you cash that over so might be a play on the pitchers I've been watching Garrett Richards all year he was terrible he was he got a little bit better for a bit but he's a guy that if you listen to talk radio in Boston he's losing his mind over uh, you know MLB taking away his spider tack he he sounds like a broken man where I can't lean on the spider tack I don't want to pitch anymore could get a lot of runs both guys with almost a five era in this one all right very interesting well Wes Reynolds is up next he's got a couple of plays on the diamonds for your Friday as well I know he's got some plays in UFC and we'll get his opinion on the NBA finals seeing if he's going to ride the bucks here we know how Wes likes to hold his nose and go where the stink is uh, maybe he's headed that direction in Milwaukee on Sunday we'll come back with Wes on the other side here it's the Lombardi line on VEASAN the sports betting network The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. MGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $100 when you place a $1 wager on the notorious one to get his revenge in the main event on July 10th. That's this Saturday. Simply use the bonus code VSIN100 when you place your bet to take advantage of this knockout offer. Enjoy fight night more than ever with BetMGM. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-522-4700 if you have a problem in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 800-889-9789 in Tennessee. And 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Wes Reynolds now joins us. He is my co-host on Long Shots. You can hear him all over the network and also read his golf column every week in Point Spread Weekly. Good morning to you, Mr. Reynolds. I want to start with the NBA. Of course, we witnessed the Suns going up two games to none on Thursday night, and really both games have been a fairly dominant performance over the Milwaukee Bucks. And Josh and I were talking about Game 3, which will take place, of course, in Milwaukee on Sunday. The Milwaukee Bucks have been made the favorite. It was 3.5, now up to 4. For. Which way are you going on this one? Josh seems to think, you know, the public, we've seen what Phoenix can do, and maybe they will gravitate uh, towards that direction, and maybe this line will come down a little bit on the favorite. What are you thinking as far as the line movement and where you might go for game three? I could certainly see, Brady, this going a little bit back to Phoenix because you're going to have a couple different dynamics at play. Obviously, Phoenix has looked very good for the first two games. And, you know, you got that hero game out of Giannis last night, and they still lost by 10 points in game two, that being the Milwaukee Bucks. So you're going to have betters, I think, look at that. But then you're also going to have betters. They still like to do that zigzag, even though we often say, look, that's about a 50% proposition when you're going with this zigzag theory in the playoffs. But, 
you look at what Milwaukee had, what happened to them last night. In game one, they shot very well from outside. They were 16 to 36, about 44%. But in the playoffs, they've been about 31% by and large from the outside. And last night, they, of course, regressed to the mean. They were 9 to 31 for 29%. So basically, the story of this, I think, right now, it was going to be Giannis and what the injury was going to be. Well, he gave you 42 and 12 last night. And really, you saw Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton just weren't up to the task. They combined to shoot 12 of 37 from the floor. They have to be better for these guys to even get a game in this series, let alone be able to have a chance to come back 2-0. But I would be leaning to the Bucks from this standpoint, but I'm going to kind of wait to see where this line happens. If uh, Josh's theory is correct, if this drops a little bit, I'll go small money line on Milwaukee in game three. Wes, it's great to talk to you today. Uh, always love picking your brain and talking bets with you. So uh, going back to, the obviously, the next game here, Game 3, Bucks and Suns, um, do you look at all enemy, and maybe, like, instead of the full game odds, a first quarter or a first half? We have seen, uh, I know it's, it hasn't been as good this year, but when you're down 0-2, you're desperate, you're coming home. Uh, it used to be, you know, set your clock to betting that team in the first half. I kind of feel like it's evolving to now betting that team in the first quarter. So you have Milwaukee, minus two first quarter, minus three first half. Would you entertain those bets more so or be more confident in those rather than the full game odds? And then also with the total, it's 222 uh, here, Wes. And we've seen the over hit both times. Would you go back to all with the over, or do you think maybe we, we finally get an under here? Yeah, Josh, I'll start with the first quarter uh, to begin here. And, yeah, I absolutely believe that you should use those derivative markets first quarter, first half. Uh, and first quarter, I mean, the percentages, you got to still handicap the game. You don't want to necessarily go – by a trend because it's kind of regress a little bit because it's I often say with betters if you know it they know it the guys behind the counter so they're going to make you pay the tax on this thing so usually I don't like to mess around if I'm doing something on a derivative market I don't necessarily like to lay the points I just go ahead with the money line that I think a lot of betters get afraid to do that because obviously you're laying minus 110 or minus 115 whatever the big is at your book on a point spread but with these lines so razor thin, I don't think you want to be necessarily cheap here, and I'm not afraid to necessarily lay the money line. So, like, you look, first quarter money line is minus $1.60. You got to think the Milwaukee crowd is going to be excited to see their team in the finals, even though they're down 2 to nothing coming back home. So... I do think the first quarter, that's where you have that team that has that sense of urgency to get that good start, to be like, okay, this is our last stand here. If we don't get a good start, we're in really deep trouble more than we already are. So that's what I would go for the quarter. In terms of the total, look, I, I, I played the over in the first game, and I kind of liked the under last night, and it, and it didn't get there just because I thought that the pace was going to slow. Because game one's pace was like 105.1 between these two teams. But if you look throughout the playoffs, Phoenix's pace rating has been about a little bit under 96. And the Bucks' pace rating has been a little bit under 97. And I thought with Giannis back in the lineup, that's going to improve their defense a little bit. It eventually went over. But now that it's kind of slowly rising, because last night I think it closed like 221, 221 and a half. I'm already seeing 22 and a halves out there in the market. I think this is probably going to go up because betters are prone to bet what they see last and what they've seen is two overs in this series so far. So you could maybe see a 23 or a 23 and a half tomorrow and I'd go under. 
Wes, make that three of us. Your handicap was pretty much identical to Josh and I towards the under for game two, and uh, that's a a torn-up ticket for all three of us, unfortunately. Interesting to note, you mentioned the zigzag, about a 50% proposition. Uh, For the playoffs so far, it's actually below 500, but since the conference finals, it's now on an 8-2 and against the spread run, so we'll see if that continues in game three. Uh, Let's turn to the octagon, Wes, the UFC 264, a part of a huge weekend here in Las Vegas at uh, T-Mobile Arena and let's just look at the main card Dustin Poirier and of course Conor McGregor Gilbert Burns and Stephen Thompson and then Tua or Tai Tua Viasa and Greg Hardy three of the uh, bouts on the main card and I, I don't know if you're going to be betting any of these I imagine you'll have some action in play any of these three matches that uh, are you are keen on one side or the other well, I'll start with the main event first because we had John Anik, who's going to be on the call for this pay-per-view, ESPN, ESPN Plus, and he was on with Danielle and I on My Guys in the Desert yesterday, and we were just talking about, okay, where is Conor McGregor's mindset right now? He's the number five contender at 155, and I personally don't see him winning that championship again, but maybe he has another run in him, and it's like, why does he still do it? And John Anik said, you know, when you think about it, what else is he going to do? He's a fighter. This is what he wants to do. It's not about maybe the money. It's always about the money a little bit, but look, he made so much money from that Floyd fight. He's got more than he could possibly spend, but it's about legacy for him. And I think that's what you're seeing with Conor McGregor. This is a little bit more of a legacy-type fight. And, and, and talking with Anik yesterday, he said, look, this is a big fight atmosphere here in Las Vegas this weekend. I am hearing from people that I haven't heard from in a couple years. They can't get in the building. Despite the fact that this card does not have one title fight on it, Conor McGregor draws eyeballs and he draws bets. So when you're looking at the line right now, Poirier minus 140, I don't necessarily disagree with that move, but I think if you want to bet Conor, you want to bet him right now because that money's going to come in on the weekend. And if you miss the party on Poirier... I would wait a little bit because I think that you're not going to have to lay 140 on fight night with Dustin Poirier because I think McGregor money is going to come in. I have not bet that fight as of yet. The one I did bet on the main guard, I did bet Stephen Wonderboy Thompson over Gilbert Burns as about a $1.50, $1.60 favorite simply because I don't know how good Gilbert Burns is. He got six wins in a row, but the two big ones were against guys that were on the come down, that being Damian Maya and Tyron Woodley. So he's on the come up, and those guys are on the downward trend, and I think it was just good timing. And then you put him in there in the title fight with Usman, who's a step up in class for everybody, and Usman, I think, handled him pretty easily and, and won in the third round. So... I'm just not sure how good Gilbert Burns is. He has to get this fight to the ground. If he doesn't, I think Wonderboy Thompson has that reach advantage, and he's just going to be able to land and point spite on the feet and get an easy decision. Wes, I think you made a great point about the main event, uh, McGregor and Poirier here, because uh, I actually like Poirier in this one, and I've seen across the market uh, McGregor's getting around 70% of bets, yet we've seen this big move here toward Poirier. And I think you make a good point of uh, waiting it out. You know, the joker around here in betting is the Irish money's going to show up on game day, move that number. If Poirier's minus 140 now, he may get down to minus 120, something like that. So great point by you. Uh, But let me just open up to baseball. You and I, uh, as well as Brady, we're grinders when it comes to baseball, uh, grinding it every single day throughout 
throughout this long season. I like this spot today because there's really no other sports going on. So baseball is really going to take the cake for the action today. Anything you're looking at on the baseball card, and I think you may have a play on the total in the Angels and the Mariners game. Yeah, I did already play under nine there, and we're seeing eight and a half. You may see some nine show elsewhere later on. It's just basically, I think you got two guys that are going to have some positive regression here. Alex Cobb has really good numbers, hasn't been getting good results, but a 460 on the ERA. But you look at that fielding independent at 278, that's a big drop off. So that, I think, indicates some good things are coming for Alex Cobb. Marco Gonzalez, also a better XFIP than that ERA. So I did like the under there, and I also like the Orioles today. It's kind of a hold-your-nose play, but Jorge Lopez has been better at home, and Dallas Keuchel has not been very good on the road the last three starts. He's been getting chased early in these games. He only went four innings in Detroit. He only went two and two-thirds in Houston, and he only went four innings in New York, his last three on the road. So I think this is a spot where you can actually go against the Chicago White Sox today. You do got to hold your nose because it is the Baltimore Orioles, after all, <laughs> 30 games under 500. But plus 125 or better, I like the O's. Josh, I knew we'd get a hold-your-nose play out of West today. <laughs> All right, Wes, have a great weekend, and your rhythm money's going, too. The uh, Chicago White Sox were a 145 favorite, now down to minus 135. So good luck to you on the Orioles, and we'll catch you later this weekend, Wes. Thanks for joining us today. You bet, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. That is Wes Reynolds, and that is one hour in the books here on the Lombardi line. We'll come back on the other side, get back into some more NBA, NFL, and baseball as well as we roll on here on a Friday. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.